What is up, guys? Thank you so much for checking out this edition of our New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We got a Marvel movie that's being moved from its original date to a date in 2022. So we'll give you guys an update on what movie that's going to be. Um, we got some details from some of the Marvel actors that are, be, that are, that are right now on uh, Disney Plus and soon to be on Disney Plus. Both uh, Paul Bettany and, and Anthony Mackie made some comments about their respective shows, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we got some trailer from the CW. Uh, Superman and Lois dropped a trailer at, at, from the internet. Um, buzz, kind of, I've seen. I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised by what they saw. Fly Lightning also had a trailer as well. And at the end of the show, we'll, we're back to our show recaps. And we had another episode of Batwoman. If you listened to our podcast last week, we did a recap of the uh, first episode of Batwoman Season 2 with the new star, um, uh, Javicia Leslie. So we'll uh, give you guys an update on this previous episode that just came out this uh, this Sunday. So we got a packed show for today. It should be a good one. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I'm curious... Um, one of the stories we saw dropped this week was from the Hollywood Reporter that um, Kevin Feige's plans for Hawkeye had changed uh, to what they currently are now. He had previously slated Hawkeye to be a, a studio movie starring uh, Jeremy Renner, and that at some point in time that project was, was pivoted to uh, Disney Plus. Um, mm-hmm. What is your what do you make of that? And and do you feel like this is the right way to go? Would you prefer to see um, a Hawkeye, you know, full feature film? Uh, so, uh, uh, first of all, glad to be on the show with you guys, as always. Um, What's up? So, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, of course, I'm glad they didn't decide to do a movie because uh, we wouldn't be able to see it probably. In, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, no one has to go to a theater to see it. Or uh, maybe I'll just put it that way, because um, I don't know what what the state of movie theaters and all that that's going to be by the time this comes out. But um, you know, that aside, uh, I don't know. I mean, I have to see how these Marvel. Uh, I mean, Wandavision has. I don't. But Hawkeye is going to be different from Wandavision, so I can't even really compare Wandavision to this Hawkeye show. I, I, like, if I could see what Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be like, then I could probably make a better determination as to what I would have preferred. Because uh, I've seen The Mandalorian, and that looks amazing. Seen the trailers for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Those also look amazing. Seen WandaVision. It looks good. Um, it is good, at least so far, at least in my opinion. But it's so different. And that's not what we're, we're getting from Hawkeye. So I... Don't know what I would have preferred. I, I think this news is interesting. Um, and, um, you know, I think ultimately going in the show format, we get more content. I think just in terms of time or prob- well, probably we get, we're getting more content. So, uh, so I mean, I can't really complain. So I guess in that regard, I'm glad we're getting a show. Uh, and it's cheaper. So we don't have to go pay, you know, X amount of dollars to go buy a movie ticket for a whole family and all that. So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm I'm digging the fact that they decided to just put it on, on Disney Plus as a show. I mean, they're spreading it out probably. Probably. I mean, we're assuming is we're doing WandaVision, but they're spreading it out week to week. But you know, uh, it gives us something to talk about, and uh, uh, you know, they can build to whatever climax they want. So I think it's pretty cool. Mm. Kendall joins us in the pod as well. What do you make of uh? What do you what do you make of uh? 
the idea to put um Hawkeye as a show and not a movie? Um, I think it makes sense. Uh, I don't think that there is. I mean, look, we, I mean, we said it about Black Widow. You know, we were kind of skeptical about the idea of a Black Widow movie. Um, and now we're all playing for Black Widow, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, you know, I feel like Hawkeye was in that book with Black Widow where that would have been a skeptical one. You know, that would have been a, a one where, you know, it probably would have been a little bit of a reach to give us a Hawkeye movie. You would have really had to have sold me on its connection to the greater MCU, whereas a Disney Plus series feels like, you know, a perfect platform, uh, you know, way lower risk, you know, right? You know, if it's not, like, if it's not massive, um, it's not going to be a, a, it's not going to be the shred of disappointment around it. So, um, yeah, I think it makes sense. Plus, Brendan Haley Steinfeld and, um, you know, I, I feel like that, that, that also lends itself to being, you know, better consumed as a, as a Disney Plus series, um, as opposed to a, uh, a movie, you know, that, 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 that demographic, you know. Um, you know, the, the, that, that demographic tends to, uh, I would imagine do better with streaming services. So, um, so yeah, overall, I think, I think they, they, they hit the, they hit the nail on the head with, with, with bringing in these Disney Plus shows, are they Hawkeye? Like some of them, some of these Disney Plus shows just don't fit movies. Um, you know, I mean, you could, you could do them like movies, um, like Falcon Winter Soldier could have been a movie, but, um, yeah, it might, it might end up being better as a series, uh. Miss Marvel probably could have been a movie, but probably better off as a series. And also, you could only have so many movies to do. So there's, there's a lot of reasons why this is great for for Marvel. Um, it just opens up their canvas even more. So uh, I think they really lucked out in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Hawkeye is one of those projects that I think I think there might have been a, an uphill battle getting, I think, the overall larger audience to take seriously as a full-length movie. Um, I think we've kind of, even though Marvel has done, you know, lower scale movies with certain characters like Ant-Man and, uh, and, and movies like that, I feel like, th- you know, this one, considering, you know, one is first partly their own treatment of Hawkeye, particularly in the first Avengers movie, but also I think just kind of how we view Hawkeye. It may have been tough to get people to really be convinced that um, this was something that was, you know, big budget Marvel rollout movie worthy. Um Certainly, someone like Haley Steinfeld, in theory, would have helped, you know, lessen that blow for sure. Obviously, Jimmy Renner is a big star, and he also could have helped. But I think putting it on Disney+, Plus, I just feel like it just fits right, you know? Um, I think that's the perfect outlet. And I think that that show will end up lending itself well to, you know, an episodic kind of run, you know? Especially if they're basing it, you know, obviously on a comic book. I mean, those comic books were issues. And I think that's kind of been part of what makes... WandaVision so fun so far is that you know while some of that waiting a, a whole week for another one episode of 20 minutes 25 minutes is a little um, annoying I do get I do like the sense that every episode kind of ends like you know a comic book would end and it, you kind of like you're waiting for the next issue to come out I feel like Hawkeye will kind of play similar to that and um, yeah. I think that it'll, it'll end up fitting well in that in that, uh, in that role hmm. um the one thing I did also want to bring up uh, real quickly, guys, was this rumor that I, I'd seen surface on the internet. And shout out to Caleb Williams. He's the one who uh, 
acknowledged it after being asked about it. He's from uh, Night's Edge Media. And apparently we've seen, you know, obviously all the rumors about what's happening with Spider-Man 3, all these flat, you know, blast in the past actors coming back to, uh, to, uh, to you know, make their uh, presence felt and, 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 um, and, and return to the Spider-Man franchise, which is surprising considering, again, we have different universes at play here. And something that I, I hadn't heard um, considered was 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 asked on to Caleb, and it was about what's the possibility that perhaps all this you know hoopla that we see coming out of Atlanta is not just Spider-Man, you know, uh, doing one movie in terms of their filming, but actually filming back-to-back movies. So what what are the chances that possibly Spider-Man three and Spider-Man four are being filmed back-to-back? And Caleb Williams responded saying he had heard this rumor. So he confirmed that that is a rumor that is going around. It doesn't mean the rumor is true, but that is something that's being talked about. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. Uh, Sham, do you, what do you think about that rumor? Do you think that makes sense? I mean, how believable do you think it is? Um, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I, I, I mean, I think it would, um, uh... I mean, I think it, it it makes sense, and I, I think it is a, a believable. Um, I mean, the Spider-Man movie is it, when when is that supposed to come out? Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Out, uh, uh, sorry, November or December? It's late, late, it's late this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds it seems believable to me. Um, you know, and and I'm not. I'm not. Uh, to, to, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm not super familiar with the source, but um, you know. But just on the face of it, 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 it seems uh, you know intriguing. And um, and I mean, we're not getting. I mean, honestly, at this point, we're not getting much information uh, uh, with regards to the movie at all. <laughs> yes. So all we kind of have are rumors and leaks and things like that to go off of. Um. Uh. But um. But yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much information coming out about the shooting and the, you know, um, and what exactly they're doing. Yeah, it's very um, top secret. Yeah, very yeah. very hush, very top secret. We have nothing, literally nothing in terms of anything official, uh, to go off of. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's believable. Well, you can. Marvel is very. We've seen like, like let's Captain Marvel. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a ton of set photos. Yeah. Far from home, a ton of set photos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seen nothing from. Seen nothing from, yeah. from Spider-Man Three. Very. There's, I mean, there's, there's been like very little. There's been some. Like, yeah, it's been very Spider-Man. little. Nothing. nothing Spider-Man is standing around his costume, but like nothing that's revealing right. or anything. Right. And so I think that that is uh, that is interesting. Uh, I think yeah. that that's uh, uh, strategic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I see. I, I I don't buy that they would be filming these movies back to back. They're doing Spider Man three, Spider Man four, um, back to back, only because I mean we haven't heard anything about Spider Man four, right? Like, I mean, no, they, I mean, we haven't, haven't announced that. Um, I mean, we know how massive this movie is going to be, though. That is true. Um, we had Dane DeHaan this week uh, say that he he's not in the movie, which is interesting. Uh, now it could be a, a standard denial type of thing, but he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, he's I don't even know how that, that works. That is interesting. Um, I mean, and it goes back to what I said that we talked about last week with Kevin Feige. How uh, Feige uh, said some of the stuff's gonna, some of the stuff's way off base, and some of the stuff is scaringly, is, is shockingly close to to mm-hmm. reality. So yeah, uh, um, like Dane DeHaan being the movie always felt kind of bizarre. It was like, why would you want to bring back him? <laughs> yeah, if you're bringing back any Harry Osborn. I guarantee you, fifteen percent of the people in the theater are gonna not know who gonna know who he is. Yeah, yeah. People, people are just and not even gonna know who he is. People are gonna be like, it's gonna take them like twenty minutes to be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's Green Goblin. That's a Green Goblin. That's Harry Osborn. Green (laughs) Goblin. It's like we have a better Harry Osborn and a better Green Goblin in the other in the other universe. So uh, (laughs) it's two different people. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this entire Spider Man movie plays out. I'll ask is, what do you guys think? when do you guys think we'll first see something from the Spider-Man movie? I know people yeah. thought we would get something at the end of 2020. I mean, um, you know, for sports fans, some people I mean, look to the Super Bowl. yeah. I mean, for sports fans, I mean, the Super Bowl is coming. It's, yeah, the Super Bowl. You know, we haven't heard really any rumblings about. There's been some a couple people have put out what they're going to do for commercials and stuff. I know some people aren't doing commercials this year, but. Um, but we haven't, I mean, we haven't heard much about movies and what we may be seeing, like, in nothing from, like, yeah. the Marvel standpoint. Yeah. Or I think these really. studios are still trying to figure out, like, what's the, what's the schedule's gonna look like. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but, like, Marvel, you know, and we have Spider-Man, well, that's Sony, really. Like, is Sony gonna show off Venom? Or are they gonna show off Spider-Man 3? Um, that's something they're gonna have to decide as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have to decide, or do they show off the movie that we're about to talk about <laughs> in a couple of minutes? Um, yeah, but yeah, Spider Man three come out twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think that's unlikely. You know, I mean, to me, real quickly, I feel like I don't believe this rumor. Like, I, I don't. I, I there is a lot of secrecy around this project. I think that's why rumors are flying like crazy. So I think now we're starting to hear just kind of anything being possible. I don't think they're filming back-to-back movies. Look, I may end up looking crazy in a couple of weeks if you know they, we learn that this is in fact the case. But I just feel like Marvel, Marvel's schedule, and I guess I gotta see whatever the last time Sony put out a, a rundown of what they were doing. Because to be fair, you know they've named they've had unnamed movies that we've assumed were Spider Woman and Madam yeah, Web. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who's to say one of those movies wasn't you know Spider Man Four that was being shot back to back? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think that's happening. I feel like we would have known that by now. I can't believe they'd be in the middle of shooting before we would learn that actually this is back-to-back movies we're shooting. We knew from the beginning of Infinity War that they were shooting Endgame Infinity War back-to-back. That was not an accident. That was well spoken about, and it was very clear. I, I That would shock me if somehow that never got spoken and they were to keep that so completely under wraps that no one has ever leaked that. I do... Uh, I do think what what makes me kind of pause and makes me wonder, you know, about the possibility that it is true is because COVID is so unpredictable, like, and they've lost so much time. I, I do wonder if there's, this, if, if maybe, if somehow this is true, it's actually a reverse course from maybe the original planning. I wonder if they thought, yo, man, we got everybody here now. Just shoot everything now, do everything now, and then we'll, uh, you know, and then we'll put it together over the next few years. Like, in theory, like part of me thinks that maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because if you're in a position where you decide to, you know, shut down production and help people come back healthy and health and safe, and there are more shutdowns or more 
you know, issues. Obviously, it, you know, the hope is that things will return closer to normal the further we get away from today, you know, wherever we are in the current pandemic. But it's still a level of unpredictability. So that, that does make me pause and say, well, maybe this is kind of a weird way of them kind of trying to get ahead of things, saying let's just shoot as much as we can. And if we know what the fourth movie is, then let's just do it. And then and then they'll sign the contract, get everybody on board, and just shoot it, and then let's go on the thing. I just think that for, you know, Kevin and, and for everybody at Marvel, like, I just think that would, like, throw off completely everything they were trying to do. I don't know how that would affect the schedule that they've put out, you know. So I don't know. I, I lean towards it's not being true. But the COVID thing is the one thing that makes me kind of pause. It makes me think, well, maybe, maybe there's a chance that – this is indeed true. So who knows? Um, Spider-Man 3 is supposed to come out on December 17, 2021. I would love to see something from them soon. I don't think it will be Super Bowl, but, I mean, if it's... I, I hope we get something by early spring. You know, we, I mean, we don't know a title. We don't know anything. You know, it's, it's just been a... For a Spider-Man movie, this is a very secretive project. And secretive in a weird way, because in a sense you could say, well, so much is getting leaked. How can you say it's secret? And that's fair i guess to me so much there's so much unconfirmed stuff that's being thrown out there that's not being answered for <laughs> and yeah. the people that are returning that are quote-unquote confirmed to be returning don't make sense for anything they put out in spider-man 2 so it's like right so that's mm-hmm. what makes this so weird it's just like can y'all tell us what the hell is going on <laughs> like we're surmising what's happening but you're not saying anything and it's all in good fun, obviously. This is what makes movies what is, great and Arrow great, but it's just it's Spider-Man just a weird situation. We know Spider Man Three is connected to Wandavision. What if they need Wandavision to end before they can say anything about Spider Man Three? I mean, that's that's very possible. I mean, we know that we know that yeah, Jack Schaefer had to collaborate with um, with Watts and with uh, Raimi on this project, like he. He was he worked with them on this show. I, I mean, I, I've seen people ask the question of whether or not we're going to see Tom Holland, and I know that's a conversation for later. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I think that that could definitely be part of like why there's this like break and not saying anything. And there's some people who have pointed to like some thing, like you know, you see a spider web in a cartoon and say, "Hey, that's a spider," you know. uh, Spider-Man, you know, reference. And it's like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. You know, Grim Reaper's hat was next to a helmet, was next to a spider in, like, a shot. And it's like, oh, that's a Spider-Man thing. It's, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, man? Like, it's, it's it's crazy. But, but you know, I don't know. That's possible, you know, because we know that these three projects are so intertwined. They're, they're clearly all intertwined. So they, they, they very well could have to wait until WandaVision's over. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's man. Following the Spider Man stuff is just it's like the twists and turns every single week. You never know what else. I feel like I never know what I'm gonna come out with in the following week after what we saw, what we heard from the previous week. You know, so we'll keep following the Spider Man three uh, news and the stories with that coming up um, throughout this you know preseason before we actually end up getting a trailer and some more confirmed info. But um, we did get a. a some interesting news coming from Sony, as I said. We we learned this week that Morbius will be being will be pushed back to January 2020, 2022. So this is obviously a setback. Once again, we're seeing another uh big budget movie, a movie that was supposed to uh 
you know, they they hope do well at the box office, and obviously, Sony is kind of limited with what they have for Spider-Man type movies because you know they're kind of only playing in that Spider-Man sandbox. So I think they had high hopes for Morbius. They had a pretty impressive trailer to give them credit, um, but this is now yet another delay. So the previous date, which was October, which I thought was perfect for Halloween, that's not going to happen. And every time I see these movies get pushed back, it just kind of gives me like a somewhat of a of a think of where we are in the pandemic i'm just like man if they don't think that it's gonna be a movie theater in october this is gonna be a rough rough year again um i feel like you no know, january 21 i feel like that date's gonna hold i think that i mean again no one knows anything but i'm being hopeful <laughs> that i i can't and we're still like in a position where we can't go to a movie theater in january 2021 i mean that is the darkest timeline i would imagine yeah so i think i think in some ways this might be safety um I'm disappointed, you know, that, again, there's a, there's this idea that they don't think that movies will do well in October. And I'm disappointed that Morbius coming out, not coming out around Halloween, I think is a bummer, because that, that was a perfect Halloween-type movie. But, again, we're in a position, Sony doesn't have, like, a streaming service, so I don't know what they would do. At a certain point, man, I think they just drop the stuff. You know, I, I, I don't know. But that's just me. What do you think, Shan? Um, I mean, they got to do what they got to do. I mean, look, shout out to them for acknowledging the pandemic. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, they got to do what they got to do more. I wasn't exactly going to be breaking down the doors to go see Morbius anyway. <laughs> uh, so I don't really have any personal feelings about Morbius being pushed back. Uh, though I do enjoy Jared Little, Jared Little's performances. This is one I'm not particularly looking forward to. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> the movie The Little Things is coming out. So, I'm ah, sure yes. him, him and Denzel, I'm sure they'll Rami. Rami yeah. Malik. Yeah, Rami Malik. I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll he'll be fine in that. Uh it's coming out soon. But um uh but every time I see the trailer for that movie, I think it's more beats. <laughs> they show him like he, he, looks, yeah, he looks kinda like emaciated. Yeah, kinda, like, I'm like messed oh, up. Yeah, I, yeah I I keep thinking that's more beats too, I know. I I've been tricked like so many times. Oh man, maybe that can be our Morbius this year. That movie can be Morbius, but um, uh, but yeah. So I, don't, I mean, I don't have that, any personal. But that's interesting, Shan, because I feel like so the trailer that they dropped, which I don't want to say broke the internet, but it got the internet buzzing for sure. That didn't do enough to make you more interested in this film. Yeah, this this sounds like this sounds like Shamari pre Morbius trailer. I agree. Now, you know, it, now that we've we're so far away from that trailer being dropped. Like now, Shamari's back to that 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 feeling. same feeling of like, man, I don't care about this movie. Like, why are we doing a Morbius movie? I mean, why well, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Well, look, man, I'm just <laughs> being honest. no interest. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. Morbius isn't isn't the thing. I think it's after. I think once he gets used to such good content on such a <laughs> such a somewhat daily basis. Right, like, what if you watch Wandavision? You watch Wandavision. You're watching The Mandalorian season two. <laughs> Watchmen and all you know, these different shows. And then, then when they push Morbius back, you're like, eh, okay. Because yeah. you, know, you know it's not going to be... Like, I'll, I'll survive. Yeah, you know you know it's not going to be on the same level. You know you have, you know, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You have all these other... Yeah, Black Widow, things. potentially. Black Widow. You have all these other... Black, Black Widow. You have all these other things that seem to be like they're going to be of such high quality. Uh, so, so, yeah. I mean, I, I think the date's going to hold. I, I, you know, of course, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I mean, I would, I would think at this point that things would be good enough to where they can release the movie and expect to make some money. 
you know, and not completely bomb or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think Morbius will be fine. I'm not saying it'll be a bad movie, but I'm not breaking down the doors to see. So, I'll be on the other side of this. You know, like Shamari wow. super, super uh, wow. pessimistic on on the Morbius movie. Uh, um, Morbius is going to be another hit. Yeah, yeah man, I think it's going to be incredible. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know how good no Morbius is going to be. I can't speak to that, but I was very much looking forward to Morbius coming up in March. Um, I think a lot of the reason is just because we haven't had superhero movies in so long. Um, you know, that I'll take anyone. So Morbius... I agree. I agree with you guys that look had Morbius not had we had we not seen that trailer prior, um, I probably wouldn't be excited. I probably wouldn't care if they pushed it back. But after seeing the trailer and you know seeing the Vulture character in the movie and we know there could be a Spider-Man three connection, that is that is enough to interest me in this Morbius movie. Um, like you, like you mentioned, EJ, there's not many options. They don't have a streaming service. You know, what were they going to do? I mean, we've seen now a lot of studios have been selling movies to streaming services. Netflix. Um, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah. HBO Max. Obviously, yeah. Sony has a working relationship with Disney on these movies, so they could have sold it to Disney Plus if they wanted to. Um, but they... but. I think they felt like they could probably make more money, you know, if they held on to it. I don't, I, I don't know how much money that more of these movies making post pandemic. I just, I mean, they, they'd have to push back really far, right? Because it's just going to be so much. There's going to be anxiety, you know, from a lot, from a lot of people in general. So I just don't know if people are going to like be comfortable going to go see Morbius. You know, like yeah, like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'm sure that movie will still make money in a post pandemic world. You know, it's like. It's like, you know, I feel like the movie industry is like going to be a little bit like the airplane industry post 9-11, you know, where, you know, it's going to be a little bit of anxiety industry. And, you know, I when I look at Morbius, I don't know, in January, how much money is, is Morbius making? You know, it's, it seems like a safe, seems like a safe time at that point. But it's still like, you know, or will they read people? Like, I'll just wait for Morbius to come out <laughs> on DVD. Like, I'll go see Spider-Man a month before. Assuming Spider-Man doesn't move the date, Spider-Man comes out in December, but I won't see Morbius. You know, like, I don't know. Those people might be out there. Um, then the other question, um, what happens to Spider-Man and Venom? Because those movies were, were supposed to come out this year. Uh, also on the What's Sony. What's weird, though, is that Venom, they haven't moved. Yeah, they haven't moved Venom or Spider-Man. So, and those are now coming out before Morbius. So is that supposed to happen? If these movies are, are connected... Is that a problem, or are they going to? Are they going to move? Those? Yeah, are those movies are also inevitably inevitably going to be pushed back? We haven't seen anything from Venom too. Something that we know that they they've been working on. We probably finished with that movie at this point. The movie was supposed to come out last year, right? Twenty twenty, uh, at least. Uh, uh, if not, then, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they pushed it back. Uh, you never. I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything. I think I think it's supposed to come out already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to have been out, so they finished with that movie. And we haven't seen anything from it. So, you know, I, I, I'm not convinced that we're going to see Venom 2 in 2021 either. Uh, and that's much that's a, that's a bigger moneymaker than Morbius. Like, you're putting back Morbius for money. It's like, that movie's not making that much money in a normal <laughs> universe. Like, you're not making hundred, hundreds of millions on Morbius. So the fact that they're pushing it back, you know, when the real money to be made is through Venom and Spider-Man, not a good sign for those, for those movies. 
What do you yeah, think? No, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's not. Um, it's, it's not. I mean, again, like, I, I am curious now about what the timeline is because, again, if you're pushing back Morbius, then that suggests that, you know, Venom has to be pushed back at a certain point. I mean, right now, it's still slated for June, but if you don't think you're making money in June, <laughs> then you definitely... I mean, if you're making money in October, then obviously you don't, you're not making money in 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 uh in June probably, you know, because that, that's an earlier date, obviously. So, you know, I'm wondering if maybe Venom ends up taking that October date that Morbius has now. Uh, maybe they're trying to figure out the parameters as to why they haven't announced it yet. Then you, the, at the same time, you'd ask, okay, well, why wouldn't you announce? Why wouldn't you get the parameters ready if you know you're going to move both movies? So, that that's it's a little weird how they're moving this. Typically, when we've seen these companies do these big moves like you know movies that are somewhat connected or even just sometimes in the same umbrella of a of a company they'll or a studio they'll just move change the dates for all of them and they'll all coincide like sony kind of doing like this half thing where you know you know a couple of movies are being moved um but not venom like that's a little strange i don't know what's going on there but um yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still curious about this film. I mean, that we, it's been a long time since we've seen that trailer, but I still am trying to figure out why there was, uh, you know, again, that picture of uh, a Spider-Man that looked like uh, Tobey Maguire on a bus. Why was the um, the vulture, vulture in there? Why the Daily Planet, a newspaper? Like, you know, there's just a lot of questions that I have that I, I want to see answered. So. You know, I wasn't excited about the movie before that trailer because I, I, any, I think anybody who watched Spider-Man cartoon in the '90s, nobody likes Morbius. Um, <laughs> I don't know one person that loves that arc. Everyone hates that arc, and I don't know many people who read him in the comics that really loved him that much. So that's why I'm surprised they're even going with this route. But it, it, it kind of made a little more sense when you saw the kind of smoke it seemed like they had for the trailer. <laughs> Makes you think, okay, well maybe something is going on. We still, you know. We still don't know because so much is still up in the air because we haven't seen a lot of movies. We haven't gotten a lot of content that we were supposed to get by now. I'm hope I'm hoping to see Morbius soon, but again, now we're looking at a whole year before we'll likely see that film. So that's a little unfortunate. What do you? Um, Sorry, go ahead, Kendall. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, should we be concerned about uh, Black Widow? Yes, I mean, uh, so here's my thing. I, I think, I think. Uh, it is a bold prediction here, maybe. I, I think Black Widow will find its way onto Disney Plus. I feel like it has to. Cause I, I think that the I think that I think that there's a point on no return that's got to be coming at some point. Because whatever their date that they had, that's, I mean that's not happening. Whatever I don't know what the date is. Yeah, March, May, or something like that. May, May, come on now. Not, not, not even close. So, to me, the point of no return is coming where you have to do something or move it again to a really late date. I just don't see them moving this again. I think that eventually, especially considering they have this Disney plus, um, content they want to drop, you know, they're done with Falcon and Winter soldier. Um, I think they're done with Loki. Like there's other stuff that they got to do that. It's all connected to this universe. Like at a certain point, how much of stuff are you really going to hold? I think they've held it as long as they could. My bold prediction is that we will see that movie probably by hook or crook in May, but I don't know if it, I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be in movie theaters. I think it's gonna be on uh, on the streaming service. And with the popularity that WandaVision has, has had, 
it wouldn't surprise me. I know there's still a lot of people that were upset, but I think that they were upset about the Mulan release. Um, but at some point, you know, <laughs> there's going to be at this point, like if you push back Black Widow to 2022 or to the fall there's gonna be a lot of people that are just upset again you know like you'll probably have more people upset that you push back than people that are upset that they have to pay 20 bucks to see the movie yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, another pushback i think would be devastating like that's what's so crazy about these people that complain i'm not saying you know it's not disney like uh disney's not you know uh trying to take your money of course they're trying to take your money and it's a shame but you know, if you have Disney Plus, you know, twenty bucks is ultimately going to be what you a lot, probably what you spend to go see the movie anyway. You see it in theaters. It's just not the experience. So that's the that's the unfortunate thing. If I have to pay, you know, almost more to see this movie in my home as opposed to in theaters. So I see I see people's uh, gripes, but ultimately, you know, I just hope we can see the movie. Um, I think yeah. if they do that again, Sham. Uh, um, I think that they can't do that added on charge really i don't think they can do that again i think that turned on, not, not that they not that not that it, it's not warranted necessarily because i mean blackwood is a huge movie but i think they've had the worst case scenario happen you had mulan be pretty good but people just furious about this outrageous price then you had hbl put out uh, wonder woman which was not a charge, but a lot of people didn't like. Yeah. So now, we're kind of in this weird game where, like, we haven't gotten a great movie come on these streams. And some people may start to wonder, is it worth seeing these movies? Should I just wait until this pandemic is over? Like, like you know, there are a lot of people, honestly, you know, Shamari talks about it a lot. Like, a lot of people are struggling. Like, they might not just have $23 to burn. Like, that's not yeah. a thing that they, they, they feel comfortable doing. So... I, and, and we know HBO has a rollout now that's planned that's going to just be dropping everything they have for the rest of the year. So I think they'd be crazy to think that they're going to try to charge you. Like I, I, I don't know how you feel, Sham. I think that that's that's gone. I don't think you can do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they would look terrible doing that. It's still trying to I charge mean, people just... for Ryan the Last Dragon, which is nuts. Yeah, coming I mean, out. I don't know. I don't know how much that's. <laughs> that is which is interesting because they dropped Disney. They dropped Soul free. They dropped Soul for free, which was absolutely like a which movie that a you should have paid for. Smash hit. Yeah, wonderful movie. Probably going to be their best movie of the year. Yeah. Well, it was their best no, movie. it was. <laughs> well, it was probably their best movie of last year. Honestly, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was really good. <laughs> was that even their movie? Uh, no. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was a fantastic movie, wonderful movie. Uh, for free, everyone loved it. No one complained. You didn't hear. You didn't hear. I didn't hear one negative thing about them dropping and saying, "Oh, they could have." No, they could have charged. No. Didn't I? They, they, if they charged, well, yeah. I mean, they could have, but if they charged, it, 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 it's just it just seems it just seems scummy. Yeah. I mean, there there really isn't much to say about it. I mean, HBO Max is taking their their going in the right direction. Uh, if Disney tries to charge you to to watch Black Widow, um, you know, it's just gonna it's just gonna seem scummy. It's just it's, it's gonna seem scummy and greedy and, and needless. You know, so HBO, yeah, you know, I don't think they should. Yeah, obviously, it's tough because like Disney. Like HBO Max put them in a, such a tough spot because HBO Max 
needed to do that because they needed the subscriber base. Like their subscriber base was nowhere near Netflix, nowhere near Disney Plus. Yeah. Disney Plus is approaching is like beyond where Netflix was at the same stage um, of like expected growth. Yeah. And so they're I mean they're like we don't need really people to subscribe. You know we're not gonna get them any more subscribers from just dropping Black Widow. So like they need to make the revenue like. HBO Max knew, like, oh, we're going to get revenue through added subscriptions that we don't have right now. Um, and I feel like Disney Plus is saying to themselves, we're not going to get the added subscriptions. We need the we need the profit through these, you know, these people actually paying for the movie. But it's but it's tough because, like you said, now that HBO Max has set the standard that these types of movies, Mortal Kombat and Space Jam and Tom and Jerry and The Matrix Wonder Woman, like Suicide Squad, like these movies are free. Godzilla and Kong, like these aren't these are all huge budget movies. Yeah, these are big movies. Like that now sets the standard and the precedent that you know if Disney does it, like you said, they look like you know they look like money hungry sharks, and it's a tough spot if you're Disney. I would tell them to stand in the pocket, you know, if I was advising them from a financial standpoint and say just you gotta you gotta make these people you know pay. It's a bad look, but um. I know I sound like the man right now. He's like, <laughs> you gotta make them pay. Yeah, no, yeah, kind of, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like the Monopoly, you with the monocle. No, but you sound um, like uh, you sound like uh, I'm watching a lot of old school wrestling for my gear out to the Royal Rumble. You sound yeah. like um, uh, uh, Dead DiBiase. You know, yeah, Ted everybody DiBiase. got a price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's 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 tough. But like, if you asked me. I guess the way I've been looking at it, if you ask me, could we get could we get Black Widow for $29.99, whatever the price is, on Disney Plus in May, or we could push it back to October or 2022, I'd much rather just pay the price. You know, it's not ideal, but, you know, I don't know. I pay it, but there's going to be a lot of complaining. I'm sure a yeah, lot of people will pay it. But... People that probably won't. Yeah. Yes, and there will be people... The people who don't live and die by Marvel, who would have seen this movie typically, it's like they're not going to pay that. Again, it's a pandemic. A lot of people struggling. People with other priorities. I think that'd be a mistake. That's just me. Um, Staying with uh, Disney, obviously a lot of the conversation that sucked up the oxygen of this kind of this kind of superhero um, craze that we have has been Wandavision. You know, it's been a long time since we've had any new superhero content. We got Wonder Woman. 1984. The commentary around that kind of came and went. Now we're kind of locked into this WandaVision conversation. A lot of the actors, a lot of the showrunners, everybody's been doing a lot of interviews about the show as they we watch these this story unfold week to week. And of course, I should remind you guys that we've been doing uh, weekly episode uh, discussions on our YouTube channel. So you should make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, to make sure you get those, uh, those discussions. That's where we're Holding our recaps of the show, we're not doing it on the podcast this year. Um, but uh, I, I think a lot of people are curious about what Paul Bettany had to say about the show during an interview he did with the uh, Lights Camera uh, Pod. Um, he said that there is a lot coming that fans will truly be uh, taken aback by, and that there's uh, going to be some really big surprises that should really, uh, really change how we're, how we look at everything. So uh, he said, quote, I think that I think they're going to be massively surprised by the end of the show. 
I really think people are going to be like, oh my God. And they're going to look at the MCU in a whole new light and also have a much deeper understanding of what direction it's moving. Um, he also uh, added about this big guest star that's supposed to appear. He said, uh, I would also say that, you know, so many things got leaked and people find out about certain things, but there's this thing that's been kept under wraps that happens. And I work with this actor that I've always wanted to work with. We have fireworks together and the scenes are great. I think people will be really excited and the scenes are pretty intense. So that's a pretty, pretty big drop there by Paul Bettany. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised he went that far to the point where I'm wondering if he's like, this is just a whole big bluff to be honest. But I go to Kendall first. What do you make of these comments from the WandaVision star? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think so. You know, he's been talking a lot about this secret actor that's in this show. This has been, you know, it's been, he's been referencing it now. This is now, I believe, the second or third time he's referenced it. Um, and. Uh, to me, I think the leading, the easy, uh, for me, I think what's, like, the obvious kind of, well, let's get the elephant out of the room. We know, spoiler alert, that, you know, we assume that Evan Peters will end up being in the show. Um, it's been reported, obviously, Evan Peters. I, it doesn't sound like Evan Peters would be, like, somebody that Paul Bettany's, like, I always wanted to work with Evan Peters, like, you know, like, I mean, you could say, like, it's, it technically is a secret, like, they haven't said Evan Peters in it, so he would technically be a secret kind of actor, but... He doesn't seem like that kind of a esteemed kind of actor that uh, Paul Bettany's been dying to work with. Um, then, so you get him out of the way. Then you think about, all right, what do we from what we've seen from WandaVision, um, what characters would make sense? Uh, would he be someone like Mephisto? You know, could we be getting like the person that is playing Mephisto is this quote unquote secret actor that we just don't know? who's playing Mephisto yet, if Mephisto's in it or somebody like that, whoever the villain is, um, that could be it as well. What, to me, obviously would be the most exciting um, and I think the most interesting proposition, and I think the one that people, I think, assume most likely he's talking about, if we're talking about the weight and gravity of the way he's talking about it, is it's one of the four actors that played Magneto or Professor X. Mm, okay. You know, I think Fastbender is probably the leader in the clubhouse um, of of a someone who would be like a secret actor that would show up in WandaVision that would blow people's minds. Um, there are some there are some people that you know there is there is a, there is a way that you can spin throwing in Professor X that actually probably make more sense than Magneto. Um, obviously, there's a Magneto Wanda connection that makes a whole lot of sense. But Professor X, if he came in to play in this, and it was a situation where Wanda, her mind was unraveling. Yeah, her mind's unraveling. Her mutant powers are out of control, and he, you know, he he calms her down. You know, and you know, we get Professor X in WandaVision. That would be that would be that huge, would be crazy. And, yeah, yeah, it'd be crazy. And like McAvoy, Fastbender. Patrick Stewart, Surrey McClellan, all four of them would be closer to that kind of actor that I would imagine Paul Bettany would be. I've always wanted to work with this guy. Never gotten the chance, but, you know, this guy's great. So those, those to me are the two theories. You know, I feel like it's probably not Evan Peters, 
I'm thinking it's either whoever's playing Mephisto that we don't know is playing Mephisto if he's in it, or it's one of the four X Men actors. Well, what, what about Tom Holland? <laughs> and then that's, I was what I that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. People talk about Strange. People talk about Holland. I guess the only issue is that you know he's he's worked with them before, <laughs> right? Well, you know, he's never worked. With, well, he's never worked with Holland technically because the scenes where they're in the same movie, which is um, Infinity War. Remember. Holland's off world, technically. So Civil War is the one where. Oh, that's true. Well, to be fair though, now Holland was not there. Remember, he was CGI. Yeah. So for that, he's only doing voice. So the really the only actor he really worked with per se was, uh, was Downey. So right. I mean, so I I think I really think Spider Man might be showing up in the show. That's my guess. But what do you think, Sam? Hmm. Um. I mean, I, I like Kendall's theory. You know, I, I definitely think Kendall's theory has a lot of weight to it. It's hard to guess, especially when it comes to a secret actor who he's who looks so much, looking so for. So <laughs> right, it could be literally so anybody. Much. Could be anybody. Either <laughs> Denzel Washington showed up. You know, it could, it could literally be anybody. It could be a, like Kendall, you, like you said, it could be a Mephisto, where you, whoever the actor is playing Mephisto. I feel like. It, it, it's kind of giving me almost like a um, uh, what's his name, uh, like a Shadow King kind of vibe. Yeah, you know? where he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, where he's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he's in the show, but he's like not in the show, but like he's secretly in the show, right? And we don't know. Yeah, and the Shadow King thing, we know, but we don't know. We assume Feige was a fan of Legion, <laughs> you know, because everybody's a fan of Legion, right. <laughs> you know. And the Shadow King thing was done perfectly. We didn't yeah. know he was in it. We know he was yeah. in it. It was expertly done. Yeah expertly done I mean, and he never really had like an actor like eventually he did but like right. initially he didn't really have an actor he was just there it was like oh like shadow king's in the show yeah so yeah they you know they could they get a, a note out of that yeah so they could do something like that um so yeah i mean really it's 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 uh really could be anybody i don't really have any guesses i feel like i feel like it's really open book spider-man uh would be shocking i think it would break the internet um dr strange would also be shocking but i think slightly less shocking um, uh, I also think Magneto would probably be a lot less shocking as well, though. I mean, I feel like it, but just because, I mean, he's our father. Any, anyone that knows anything about the X-Men uh, right. knows that that's the case. It would be shocking not because, like, it's impossible for Magneto to right. be in a Wanda show, but more just like, what? X-Men? It's, it's, like, wow. it's happening. You know, it's, it's more of a, it's happening. Yeah, like, oh my God, yeah. it's happening. Right. It's right. like that uh, Michael Scott Jeff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that what it, that's what it becomes. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing obviously the rest of the season and seeing who exactly he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I really think Spider Man is a possibility. I, I I agree. I really like this um, mutants. You know, want Magneto, Charles Xavier theory that Kendall's working with. Because the more I think about it, like. It's just very fascinating that we know nothing about anything that they're trying to do with mutants. Zero. Yeah. Like, we know they're doing the Fantastic Four. You know, we're getting rumors yeah, that you know, we're getting rumors that you know Doctor Doom is going to show up in Black Panther. You no, know, things yeah, are Kang. happening. It Kang yeah. is happening. He's in the movie literally. So, like, what they're doing with the Fantastic Four characters, we have some I some idea of. We know zero. About not just the X Men, just a whole race of people. 
And yeah. they have to introduce them. That's what's gonna happen. That's already they mentioned like it's not like they're off the board. Like they fight. You already told us they're on the board. They just yeah, he, he, yeah. Like anything. mutants are gonna happen. It's not gonna be some oh we're gonna reimagine it to not be mutants per se. It's gonna be mutants as we know it for the most part probably because he's referenced that we'll have more mutants later when he last time we heard him speak at a at a convention. So it's just peculiar that we've gone this far. I Remember that, that was a long time ago that that Comic Con, and we still owe yes. zero about mutants. Like, uh, I, I, I really starting to wonder, is there a possibility that there's, a kind of, again, like a, a groundbreaking type of appearance from an actor from those X-Men movies? That's not, obviously, Evan Peters. That is someone larger. You know, is it Hugh Jackman? Is it, you know, Fassbender? Is it someone like that? Is it, you know, again, a, a Patrick Stewart? Because again, like you said, you know, Paul Bettany's talking about how how much of an honor it was to, to act with this guy. I mean, I, you know, Bettany to me seems like an actor's actor. I I don't and I have no disrespect to Evan Peters, um, at all. But I don't think he's he's wilding out to for Evan Peters. I don't even think he's wilding out for Benedict Cumberbatch. Only because that's someone who like we know he's in the universe. Like, what's the big deal? Like, why would the fans? <laughs> yeah, why would the fans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So while the fans like care about you working with Benedict Cumberbatch, so he made it. He seemed to make it a point that not only was this like special to him, but it's gonna be special to the fans to see this interaction. And it's like, okay, I mean, you Vision and Doctor Strange is cool. I, I, I mean, it'll be great when we see it if that's what it is. I think he would have certainly played it up a lot. Uh, but again, he is an actor. He's part of Marvel. I mean, there is a part of me, like I said at the top, where I feel like there's a chance he's playing this up, and that. You know, because the show is so unpredictable that we don't know what's going on. So he could tell us anything, and I'm going to be, you know, we're like all of us, we're hanging on every word. So he could well, be having a lot of fun with this too. I don't, I, you know, I really think there's a chance maybe that none of this is happening. That it'll be a normal show. He's like, hey, I was having fun with you guys, but um, but I don't know if there is something huge. If they decide to do something with those actors, that'd be big. And from a from a respect standpoint, like Paul Bettany is is an English actor. As is Patrick Stewart, as is Ian McClellan. So, right, you know, for talking about like, you know, someone he really looks up to. Looked up to. I mean, these guys are legends, especially you're talking English actors that have been in superhero movies. You know, I mean, these guys are maybe one A and one B. You know, I mean, these guys are legends. All right, Kendall, we're marking the date. Kendall's calling it. All right, yeah. And I mean, I need a. Yeah. And like, and like again, I don't think that Bettany is like, he's not on, you know. The, all the blogs to see what everybody is saying, but even right. the fact that he's saying that things are getting leaked, but like this thing is gonna is being kept under wraps and it's crazy, like it, it, to me that can't be Evan Peters, like it can't be. Yeah, like no, I feel like someone yeah. would have told him, "Yo, dog," like people are starting to hear that this is gonna happen. Like it's got to be something way bigger than that, and yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's got to be something that people aren't predicting or looking for, like. I, I mean, people are, I mean, no, the House of M fans, and I get them, I, House of M is awesome. I mean, they've been looking for any clue that <laughs> this is the route that Marvel's going. But, like, I mean, right now it's been grasping at straws, I feel like. You know, I think that, yeah, there's some there's some nods here and there, but not necessarily this clear thing that this House of M is indeed happening and this is what it is. Like, that's not obvious. So, like, um, so I, so I think that, you know, that would be quite a shocker and a stunner if somehow it's one of the Fox X-Men characters that's not Quicksilver shows up in the show. 
I have a quick WandaVision question for you guys. Yeah. Unrelated to Paul Bettany. But I saw someone pose this question about the show and whether or not this would have made the show better. Um, I believe I may have asked Shamari this question offhand, uh, off air before. But I'll ask it to you, EJ. Uh, Shamari can jump in if he wants. Would, would WandaVision so far be better if they didn't? Well, we wouldn't know. But do you think it would have been better if, if Marvel didn't tell us that Monica Geraldine Rambo. was Monica Rambeau? You no, know, it's funny. Like, I had thought about that last week. We because they came out it. and announced it, like, very early on. Yeah. That, uh, what's, what's her name? Tiana Parrish? Yeah. Was playing Monica Rambeau. And yeah. that she didn't want it. And, yeah. I mean, we assumed, like, you know, all right, yeah, she's in it. It's great. And we saw her. But but when we saw her, we didn't see her as Monica Rambeau. We've seen these episodes. We don't yeah, know there was there was no illusion that her, her role in the show was any kind of red herring thing. No. Right. And yeah. mm-hmm. but if had they not announced it, people right now would be speculating off their minds, who is she? We would have yeah. known anything in episode two. We would have just known that she just showed up in episode two, but the other characters also just showed up. But we would but we I mean, after episode three we'd be bugging out. Who is she? No, and you're right. With their theories, but Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fair question, Kendall. I feel like it's something I thought about. And to me, when I think about that, I go to the flip side. I say, okay, so what's coming? Because that makes too much sense. Like, Tiana Paris, right. she's done a great job. Um, but, you know, she's not a huge actress by any means. Right. Um, in terms of the e- or anything like that. Um, they could have said, oh, this girl is playing Gerald. Just like, you know, Agnes, who a lot of people think is, you know, Agatha, you know, whatever. Hart. Like, yeah, Agatha Hart is like, like... Like they aren't, they're not telling us that. You know, they're saying this is Agnes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so why was having the prior knowledge that this is Monica Rambeau important? That that's what I get to. Like, I don't necessarily go to like immediate. And I'm not saying that this guy or you are criticizing them, but like in my head, I don't go to criticism because I agree. I think that that would have been way more, way better if, if in theory, I had no idea who this woman was. But like now, I'm starting to like, see. Think about it appears what? she has some kind of thing to sword. Think about Watchmen. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, assuming you haven't seen Watchmen. But, like, it, there's a certain character. Mm-hmm. Let's just say old, a very old character. Very old man. Who's mm-hmm. obviously in it. And he's playing a certain character. But they don't tell us he's playing this character from day one. Right. And people theorized by, like, episode two or three. Oh, I think he's playing this character. But there's still the reveal. By the time they reveal it, it's major payoff. And I would, I'm, I'm glad they didn't tell us going into it. Oh, but the, by the way, this actor is playing this person. I mean, they could have, and it wouldn't have hurt the show. But it, I think it added that they, that they didn't tell us. So it, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question that I heard. Um, I actually take it. That's an interesting way that you that you took it. I almost took it as, like, the Monica Rambeau thing is going to be like so irrelevant because there's going to be so much other crazy stuff that's happening. That like, it's like why even hold on to this? You know. Like, it's not a major part of the show. Like, I guess, do they think that this is something that, like, if they try to hold on, was going to get spoiled? I don't think so. You know, it goes to what we talked about with The Mandalorian. You know, like, the Ahsoka Tano thing got spoiled because Rosario Dawson, you know, was playing. So it was all over the place. So you, you do at some point. 
Um, yeah. You know, like, it, the trades got to it. You know, that kind of thing. You know, did they think the trades were going to get to this? You know, maybe. And they felt yeah, I mean, her, you know, Yeah, I mean, Monica, I mean, the, you know, the the Geraldine uh, character and, you know, Tiana, uh, I mean, she's played it straight with Geraldine for three episodes. I, I feel like it's weird that they decided to do this. Like, to me, like, the, I mean, as great as this episode has been, and I really enjoyed the show, like, those scenes with with her and Wanda just hit so differently if you don't know that that's Monica Rainbow. Yeah, we'd be like, what's happening? Yeah. And, I mean, what is it, I mean, it, it we, we had no, we knew Monica Rambo was going to show up again. We've, after, we probably did it in our Captain Marvel review, we talked about, oh, obviously Monica Rambo will be back as an adult. Yeah. They didn't need to tell us when, when and where it was going to happen. We probably would have assumed Captain Marvel too. And, right. and then imagine if we thought Catherine Marvel 2 would be her debut and then we see her in this and we're like, whoa, what? I mean, I don't know. Right. You know. So interesting choice by Marvel. Again, why they did that, I don't know. I don't know if it was just to generate buzz. Um, or if there's another story reason why. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, the buzz angle is possible. I would say if that was why, I think that that was a misstep. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it hit. Yeah, I think that that was a misstep. Nobody I think that Monica Rambeau's in it. Right. right. Like, that, like, Monica Rambeau, that's cool, that's awesome that you, you know, that, you know, another Marvel hero is in the show. I, yeah, to me, that's just not, that's not, yeah, not that kind of monster. That's not the kind of person that I needed to know. I would have liked to have seen that typically. Especially she's out. already in the MCU. It would have been such a crazy callback. Yeah, it would have been an awesome callback. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 but again, because I feel like Marvel, like we're saying all these things that Marvel had to have discussed. So I'm like, if we're able to come up with this conversation of why that wouldn't make sense to do it that way, then it probably not. That's probably not why they did this. So what other reasons could they be? And that's where I lend to. Well, maybe there's something about this that's still not yeah. on the up and up. We'll probably have a better understanding. Like, like even them telling us this is still. Like, for example, what if Monica Rambeau is a scroll? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like that, I can see you saying, oh, yeah, this is Monica Rambeau. And then, like, at the end of the season, we're like, oh, snap, what the hell? And, I, you know, yeah. again, we, we, don't, we don't have certainty in terms of, like, what, how, like, you know, how big Secret Invasion and how expansive it's going to be. I mean, you know, Feige has played it down in regards to the level of event it's supposed <laughs> to be. But... You know, if they're trying to keep peppering those in there, just like telling us, you know, Nick Fury is right. in Spider-Man, and then, yeah, Nick Fury we saw wasn't Nick Fury, saying, oh, yeah, this person that you know is in this show, even though she's technically playing someone else. But actually, the person you think she is, she isn't. Like, <laughs> that, would, that, that would be a neat twist. Yeah, that would actually, that's probably the best explanation I've heard. You know, I, I think that, because that would be something where if, if they didn't tell us it was Monica Rambeau, then I'd be like, like, why, why even be Monica? Why, yeah, exactly. Then be a scroll, you know. Like you're telling, so you're telling me it's this person, but it's not actually even this person. Right. So it's probably better if they. It's better that I actually know this Monica Rainbow if it does end up being a scroll. Exactly. Um. So that that's that's certainly a possibility. I'll 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 save that. And I will say one last thing, Sham. Like (laughs) I do feel like when we talk about who could possibly show up in the show, like. You know, to match Bettany. Now, I don't th- again. I don't think this person would would match his description. But 
Um, I mean, he, we're all dealing with Sword here. So Nick, so Sam Jackson, Nick Fury is, I think, also very possible. Because yeah. mm-hmm. for our account, he either runs Sword or is a big part of Sword. At least the little we've seen, that it seems to think that that's what's happening. So if this is a Sword operation that's going on with Wanda... I don't. I can't remember. I don't remember Paul having any scenes with Sam in any of these movies. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, like maybe this. I mean, that would be. I mean, I think for Paul Bettany, he would freak out. Not freak out, but I think he would be really excited about working with Sam Jackson. Should he be saying this is going to be something that's going to be crazy or whatever? I don't know. I think for the. I think for the, the the general fan, yeah. I think for the people like us, like we're so locked in on this, we know there's a sword situation i think that maybe we're able to put you know more together think okay this is cool but like not the most shocking thing right but but you know i think that him appearing on this show is possible and we know he's also having a disney plus series so what better way to you know tease your disney plus series with secret invasion than having him show up on another disney plus series it's all connected as feige keeps repeating yeah yeah exactly i mean i i definitely think that's possible um in fact, I I you I think you may even go as far as to say it's likely uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Monica, Monica Rambeau's clearly has a connection to Sword, and, and um, uh, you know, it, it's becoming very clear to me, uh, especially since a lot of the things that we saw in the trailers we've seen already, um, like all the foot, like most if not all the footage from the trailers we've seen already. So, well, there's a lot that, of there's a lot of like there's a lot of like contemporary time stuff that we haven't seen yet yeah so so everything that's yeah. left is new stuff so yeah, at this yeah. point you know this is when things get really get crazy yeah paul benny said that episode four is gonna blow your mind yeah i believe it and i've heard i think well, elizabeth Olsen <laughs> said a major shift coming episode four and sounds like and none of the people that are reviewing it have seen episode four you know so right and they, they stopped them there you know which seems uh specific I can't wait for yep. Friday, man. Like this, I, I don't yeah, know. Like, like this, yeah. This is gonna be the one. Like I, 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 I really feel yeah. it because, um, just the way they ended the last episode, I think. And I saw in the season stories, you know, that people asking, you know, you know, is this now the time when Marvel is gonna make the shift to being more what we're used to? And I think that that's probably because there's an educated guess that that's what we're gonna get. I think that we're right. going to be in something massive on on Friday for episode four. I cannot wait, man. Um, but we'll see, man. I, I, shout out to Paul Bettany, obviously. I, I I hope to learn what he's talking about soon. Uh, well, he said I think it's at the end of the season. I guess so it'll be later in the season. But either way, uh, he's been doing great work. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how this uh, how the rest of the situation shakes out with him. But I do also want to bring up another story we had this week. And it's about uh, another Disney Plus show. Oh, excuse me. Um, what's the deal with Falcon and Winter Soldier? So, Anthony Mackie, he's talked to uh, Rich Eisen, which is actually a little surprising to me. But uh, shout out to Rich Eisen for getting uh, the interview with Anthony <laughs> Mackie, talking about uh, superhero stuff here. And um, he was asked about, you know, will we kind of have a definitive answer with what's the deal with the Captain America situation? Um and Mackie pretty much committed to the fact that you will see a new Captain America by the end of the season. That it will be confirmed that the direction they're going with will be all clear by the end. And he, he makes that note by, by saying, quote, 
at the end of Endgame, Sam didn't accept the shield. If you remember, he told Steve he doesn't, it doesn't feel right because the shield is yours. So you know the show is a long way of figuring out around who's going to be Captain America. Where is the shield going to end up? And if Captain America, if that moniker is going to come back and somebody's going to hold that moniker again. I find this interesting, Sham, because I feel like, one, his... He, this is kind of like the memory of how he's describing Endgame. I mean, to me, he does accept the shield. I don't know how he. That's how I. That's how I remember. I don't, this is like a. Uh, I mean, he definitely like, says, "I don't uh, know if this is a good idea." Not- yeah, I mean, he definitely is like, "I don't know if this is a good idea," but like, you know, he eventually takes it. So I don't know what I don't know quite what he's talking about. That makes me wonder if maybe there's something we're gonna see in the maybe kind of calling back to that scene or calling back to shortly after that maybe will kind of, like, put it in a different perspective. Yeah, more context, yeah. Yeah, because that was a weird statement to me, that he would say that Sam didn't accept the shield. I mean, to me, he definitely did. But what do you think of, of this idea that, you know, we see in this show, I mean, he's not in red, white, and blue and holding a shield in any of these scenes. I mean, you know, there is no Captain America, at least not between Sam and, and Bucky. There is, obviously, a U.S. agent who comes out, but there is there, there is no you know trying to true Captain America uh, in this show from the trailer that we've seen at least the, the clips that we've seen. What did you make, Sham, of these comments that we'll get a confirmed Captain America by the end? And who do you think that will be? Um. Uh, so first of all, I welcome these comments. I'm glad that's a big part of the show. I mean, these two characters, the obvious connection, or I mean, they were. They were in many, several, you know, or in a couple movies together, obviously, or several movies together. So, um, but their obvious, their obvious connection is Cap. You know, so the question is, who's who's take, p- picking up the mantle? You know, you're gonna have many people saying, "Oh, Falcon." Will be, you're gonna see some people saying, "Winter Soldier." will be doing it. So that's the question throughout the show. It's going to be the question, and he knows it. So I'm glad he's bringing it up. And I'm glad Feige, you know, and company are acknowledging that that is the question uh, from this show. So I'm a fan of it. I'm glad he's bringing it up. I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say Falcon at some point. Um, Though, I I mean, I don't know if they want to just turn Falcon into Cap already. (laughs) You know, I don't know that they they necessarily want to do that, especially since Chris (laughs) Evans is apparently coming back. Right. I don't. So I don't know. Um you know, I I, uh, I really don't know, um, you know, who is going to be taking up the mantle, uh, so to speak, uh, as of yet. I feel like it, the answer may surprise us. Feige is full of surprises, but I, I, I unfortunately don't have a guess. Mm. Well, you can. Yeah, yeah, these are interesting comments. Um, I think we all kind of assumed that, like. We, I think, I think we understood that there was like still kind of a question mark about what's, what's surrounding what the Captain America situation was going to be in the at the beginning of Falcon Winter Soldier, um, and that like Falcon, it wasn't like it was going to start out and Falcons now doing missions as Captain America. But I mean, the name of it is interesting. The name of it is Falcon, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, it's not Captain America and Winter Soldier. It's not <laughs> two caps. You know, um, so. You know, we don't have a definitive Captain America at this stage, but I think we all assumed, and we all assumed after Endgame that it was going in the direction of Falcon. Um, you know, Bucky kind of gave him the standard Stanford rule, and now this is you, this isn't me, man. And 
it would be strange. I don't. I don't think. I, I just feel like I don't know. Well, you know, I feel like that'd be a bad move on Marvel's part to tease that Falcon is going to be the next Captain America, only to then make it Bucky. You know, <laughs> like right. yeah. that would just be. be I don't know. It'd be bad optics. That'd be very bad. Uh, optics. Be a PR nightmare. Twenty twenty one. So I don't. I don't see them going in that direction. Um. I feel like he's just doing that just to play up the tease. Well, you know, we gotta watch to find out. Um, I think we, I think we all assume that it'll, it will be uh, Sam Wilson. But the fact that he's even, you know, putting it up for for conversation or debate makes me think maybe it's not as straightforward as we think. Um, you know, I, I'm of the mindset. I don't think we need a Captain America. I'll be honest. You know, um, at, at this stage, like. I think Falcon could could be Falcon and Winter Soldier could be Winter Soldier, but if they do feel like they want to transition the Captain America character, um, I feel like you kind of have to go with Sam Wilson at this point. Like they they made they made their bed, uh, and you know you got you got to stick with it. And you know I think it'll it'll be exciting to see Sam Wilson as Captain America because Anthony Mackie does an excellent job. But that's my guess is that we're going to Sam Wilson. The wild card is that maybe it's Chris Evans, and that it's always it was always going to be Chris Evans. It just seems like the timeline would suggest that they've been done with Falcon Winter Soldier for a while. She came out last year, and now all of a sudden they're they're doing uh they're doing they're, they're you know having negotiations with Chris Evans that suggests that uh these are new um and that he's not going to be in Falcon Winter Soldier or he's not going to be transitioning back into the Captain America role full time. So um yeah, my guess is that we're going to stick with Anthony Mackie as Falcon. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are interesting comments. Like I said, his selective memory of Endgame is interesting. In some ways, I think it is kind of playing up the show. I, I do like that they're that he's suggesting that there will be, excuse me, be a, a definitive end to like the Captain America question. In that, and I think his words are careful. You know, when he says, uh, "Let me just read his quote exactly." Um, you know, so you know the show is going a long way of figuring out around who's gonna be Captain America, where is the shield gonna end up, and if Captain America, if that moniker is gonna come back and somebody's gonna hold that again, that moniker again. So he throws in some ifs there. He throws in a lot of different things. Like, you know, I I don't know if it's gonna be maybe a traditional return of Captain America, whoever gets the role, but maybe it's someone who is themselves but still wields that shield and still wields you know that red, white, and blue. I don't know, but. I do like that they're at least gonna do something. You know, I I, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of the only thing I was kind of not looking forward to was the idea that maybe you know nobody takes the mantle at the end of it, and then that's why we're hearing this stuff about Chris Evans coming back because you know they knew for a while that this was kind of how they wanted to do this. Because remember, you got to think about like the the timelines are all so effed up right now because in theory we we should have been seen Falcon and Winter Soldier by now. So, like, they could have had a timeline where maybe they say, yo, we want to leave it open-ended and, you know, if things don't, and then we can come back to Chris and, you know, he told us to come back in two years and ask me again if I want to do it. And we could, you know, see what he says. And if he says no, whatever, then we write it into a different way. But I think given, as like Kendall said, the timeline, like, there's no way they would have known by that point that, you know, Chris decided to come back. You know, that's, that's not something that could have been done while they were shooting this. So I think that this is clearly either something that was planned all along or uh, or there is going to be kind of a finite solution 
to who's going to be Captain America, and it's not necessarily going to be Chris Evans. So I, I want to see what this is going to be. I'm curious about how this is going to shake out. But I, I'm, I am still just kind of bugged out by why he says that his character didn't accept the shield. He definitely did. Right? Isn't that weird to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um... It was it was ambiguous enough to where I can see where Anthony Mackie interpreted it like that. Um, I, I mean, I think most, I think ninety percent of people that watched it interpreted. I mean, he that. literally says, "Thanks, I'll do my best." <laughs> he came, right. I don't know how do you interpret that as he didn't accept the shield. It, it's bizarre, you know. I mean, I guess you could say like, "Oh, you know, he didn't, you know, say, oh, all right, I'm the new yeah. Captain America." Like, they didn't. Yeah. I guess it wasn't like super. Uh, it wasn't super like obvious about it, but it seemed like that's what yeah. they were trying to. I mean, do. I mean, I feel like this that's the narrative they're going for the show, so he's kind of trying to rewrite history a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's something uh, that we've learned with the show that now, like U.S. agent, you know, ends up becoming like the real like government Captain America, or whatever, right. and that becomes the thing. So I think like he's almost he's looking at it more away from that lens in the yeah, Endgame. Exactly. Yeah, you know, if you interview him after Endgame, I think he would be more so. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm taking up the mantle now. We'll see yeah. what happens with the mantle. But, you know, <laughs> Even then, I don't think he'd say that. Yeah, I know it. He, he does. He's not writing. <laughs> yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see. But um, that's that's definitely the way I think it's trending. Let's uh, before we get to uh, Batwoman, real quick, let's talk about uh, what you guys think of those uh, trailers that dropped this week. We got Superman and Lois. We got Black Lightning. I really thought Superman and Lois. You know, and I'm very curious because I feel like both. I don't know which one of you guys have kind of rolled your eyes at Superman and Lois. I think maybe it's both of you guys. It's Shamari. Uh, it was, it was oh, it's right. So, okay, I'm very curious what you guys think. Green Arrow and the Canaries guy. Said yeah. It's more, uh, said it's, it's, it, was a, it was a better pick to keep than uh, Superman and Lois. And now I'm curious, what you, I'm curious what you guys say, though, because I feel, like, I feel like as someone, you being someone who's a Zack Snyder fan, I feel and like and Superman and Lois definitely tried to touch on some of the shooting elements that Zack Snyder introduced in his DC movies. And I was I was impressed. I was really... I did not expect that. I expected something way more campy, way more CW fun. Like, just the, the characters they, they introduced with, you know, that Superman and that uh, Lois Lane, like, have just... They've been in the Supergirl world, and we know how Supergirl is. Um... That's not what this is. This looks way more serious. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm, I mean, I'm, now I'm curious what you guys say because you've been really trashing this show for a minute. Yeah, I've been, you know, and <laughs> and I don't regret it. You know, I hope I hope they feel, I hope they cut that trailer after listening to our to our show. <laughs> um, uh, but no, nah, I don't want any smoke with CW, not at all. Um, I mean, look, it, it it did look better than what I expected. And I feel like I couldn't have really expected much based on the descriptions that we got. I mean, we were we were getting descriptions of them being parents yeah. at home. About them co-parenting. You know, a lot of co-parenting, a lot of, you know, uh, family life yeah. lessons and stuff. I'm like, what is this? This is Superman. <laughs> you sure watching Modern Family. Yeah, you know, so it's like, what am I watching? You know, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully it really, do, it really is like this. And we see a lot of Superman. It still looks like there's a lot of family. Which you know we'll see how that goes. I feel like there's a there's a lot they're still not telling us with regards to that. So I'm I'm intrigued. Um, but yeah, as long as we see Superman, as long as it's not you know, uh, it's not you know all like 
you know, just Superman, but oh, but Lois, and they're trying to manage the family and all this stuff. As long as we get to see enough Superman, um, in actual Superman fights, I'm good. And the effects look actually very good. They look much better than Supergirl already. Yeah, they do. Uh, which I appreciate. Um, uh, though, you know, he kind of, he, it kind of makes you ask, why? why yeah, we, where was this budget before? Yeah, of course. Why did we get Red Tornado? Yeah. Uh, that the Red Tornado that we got, yeah. and you know Ma- Maxwell Lord and all this other stuff, where it's like this is just low budget, <laughs> you know. But, um, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, you know, I still would have rather had uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, but you know, I mean, look, man, they, they Mia Smoke, look, they, <laughs> look, man, they showed me what they what they were able to do in that show, and I enjoyed it. I didn't think I would, but I it was it, it was so, it was a good backdoor pilot. I mean, I think that even the most skeptical Arrowverse person had to say <laughs> that that was probably the best one of the best episodes of that season. Look, um, man, it was good. I was I was I, I was bought into the show. I was like, I'm watching this at least the first season. I'm watching it. So how will we get a Diggle know. show, man? Um, <laughs> Diggle, Diggle, Diggle. Diggle is in like every show this season, so you'll see plenty yeah. of Diggle. But Kendall, yeah, like, sure. I don't know, like, I mean, Kendall, like, to me, this, look, I mean, this looked nothing like anything we've seen from the Arrowverse. I mean, this, yeah, to me, it looked, actually, good. it looked, it looked, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's true. I mean, it looked more like Star Girl to me. Yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, the lighting is different. Like, the lighting is more like. Yeah, it's like they, a lot of the, the the hues and the tints are very Snyder like, but the like it just it's just it just I'm I'm I was shocked because it just it just whatever like the, we know what that Arrow CW verse show looks like like even we've seen it with Batwoman we've seen it with Arrow we've seen it with Flash we've seen it with Supergirl we've seen it with Legends tomorrow like we know the vibe we know the energy we know how it's shot we know the tone it's going for like even though the shows are like some ways different in many ways they're this exact same this is going off script this is definitely to me the most bold thing that they've done within the cw arrowverse with Berlanti. obviously star girl is a Berlanti show too but that's not on it wasn't it wasn't on cw technically that was a different project but to something that's that's based in cw this is new ground uh yeah yeah no i mean i think that it was certainly interesting um, I still think I, the, the part of it that I have to get used to is Superman's kids being so old. That's a little um, weird. Yeah, that's I, weird. I would have preferred them be a little bit younger. I'm not saying they got to be like four and five, but <laughs> I was thinking maybe like 12, you know, they look like, they're like 16. Yeah. They look old. You know, they, 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 they look like they're like they about to take the SAT. Yeah, man. It was, it was so bizarre. <laughs> um, you know, when they were talking about bringing Damian Wayne into the show, like, I mean, Damian Wayne, I'm thinking like a 13-year-old kid. You're not thinking, you're not thinking in Justice 2, Damian Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, I'm, I was a little, 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 that was, that was a strange decision to me. But, um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a really good trailer. Um, you know, I think this show, I understand Shamari's concerns. Um, you know, what could you really do with a Superman show at this stage? You know, the stage of his career, quote unquote, like wh- wh- how high can the stakes be? You know, we what villains we saw all the Superman villains and Supergirl, uh, very few of them that we haven't seen. Um, 
I mean, are we getting Cryer back as Lex Luthor? I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I feel like I wonder if this show is set in the future because I mean, now I mean there is the Argo situation. I know they were they were technically growing they were, they were they were initially raising their kids in Argo. Um, so I don't know if maybe something like that ages the kids in a different way. But chamber type thing. Yeah, that, that maybe that because that's the only way they explain what's happening. Because it's like again, you saw those kids born as infants. So how are they now? Or yeah, they look like they're about to play for the high school football team. That don't <laughs> that don't that don't make sense. So unless they explain that with maybe saying, oh well, you grew up on Argo, so therefore, what felt like you know, what what really was like one year felt like fourteen years there, or whatever, something like that, or 16, 17 years. I mean, maybe they could explain that away, but otherwise, it doesn't make sense. I don't think they're gonna do this another world Superman. Like that would be kind of weird, but but the way they, I mean, things look so bad for them. I mean, like you know, like it looks like they got fired from the Daily Planet. Um, neither of them, like her, neither Lois Superman looked that happy at any point in this season. Like they, I mean, it's just trailer. They all they seem to be under a lot of pressure. It feels like. Um, I, I, I wonder if uh, if this is somehow set in the future. You know, didn't we hear something about? We, especially since we had like you know you know they were doing Brianna the Canaries as as well. Like I wonder if there was maybe this is like a slotted thing in CW where they wanted to accelerate the timeline with multiple shows that maybe were not set in the current years. I don't know. What were you gonna say, Kevin? No, I was gonna say the Illumin. Remember the Illuminati had the had the report that we were recasting that they were recasting the Lex Luthor, or they were bringing in a new Lex Luthor. That's what I thought I heard too. Yeah, um, I remember he was black, the actor that they that they cast it, and that was like kind of an interesting twist that they were throwing in there. But so I don't know what that means. You know, if he's from a different Earth, is this, is all this on a different Earth? Like, is I don't know. You know, I mean, they, they kind of. I thought we already settled the whole thing about it's all on Earth Prime. Yeah, like we weren't gonna. Yeah, start like, that's why. That's why I, I really this is confusing to me because it's like I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, if like, it's on the CW, it should all be in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Like we know Star Girl won't be, but like besides everything else, like, like that 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 should be obvious, you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't. I hope that that's not the route they're going. What do you guys quickly think of Black Lightning? I know it was a shorter trailer. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Looks like a lot of drum. Um, you know, we got Tobias Whale back. Looks like Jefferson's going through a lot, which I mean, we know he's been through a lot, uh, especially last season. So, yeah, I'm into it. I- I'm looking forward to seeing where they go from here. Uh, yeah, it looked interesting. You know, <laughs> Black Lightning certainly seems, uh, you know, the most aggressive I think we've seen him. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and so it should be interesting to see uh, how that how that progresses. You know, we are getting into the last season, um, so hopefully they have a good finale coming up. But uh, the show the show it had a really good run, so I'm excited to see uh, how they close it off. I agree, man. Like Black Lightning really held it down. I think for CW, I think at a time where we were getting very uneasy. Uh, content from them to be generous probably uh black lightning i think has been really kind of stable for three seasons giving us pretty enjoyable consistent content it's a shame that you know we only got to this season where technically it's now crossover into the universe that you know we know and love with the arrowverse at least the world that we know love the arrowverse so like that's a you know a little unfortunate but 
I'm looking forward to this season. Uh, this trailer, I, I'll be honest, I, I feel like they should have gave us a little more. I mean, there really is very little in the trailer they gave us. I wasn't that impressed only because of that. But I think you definitely see Jefferson at a low point, which is, you know, I think obvious. I think that's the only way they could have gone. You know, part of me feels like, you know, they've kind of taken him down this road a while for a while now. I feel like since really, I guess you would say the beginning of season two, I feel like, you know, he really hasn't gotten many W's. So to see him again now, you know, you know, in mourning because of, you know, the death of Henderson and, uh, you know, just kind of this ongoing battle, whether it be with the ASA or the Markovians or, you know, it just seems like he's kind of, uh, kind of a hamster wheel, I think. <laughs> and, you know, his daughter is constantly being at risk and, and not really being able to control them even. And to be fair, like, this is his story. I mean, Jefferson Pierce is kind of a tortured soul. And this him and him having this burden of being Black Lightning is a lot. So I kind of I kind of get that that's who he is. But, like, part of me just someone who roots for him is like, man, I really wish that they could get him a little more fun. But it don't look like there's a lot of fun in this season so far. So we'll see how that uh, that shapes up. But let's uh, let's wrap the show talking about Batwoman real quick. So um, we got a second episode of Batwoman. So this is you know, now we're beyond the trail. This we're beyond the. Uh, I almost call it a pilot. I know it, technically it's not a pilot, but I mean to me when you're starting a new a show with a new um, new main character, I mean to me it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like you now it's the pilot of a new show because you got to change so much. Uh, so here we kind of you know for the first time see them sort of start to embrace um, Ryan in the cow. Uh, it kind of goes through this kind of... Uh, one, I, they, they did a flashback uh, scene to start the show, which I was mad and confused by because I was like, oh, it's got to be a flashback because, you know, Ryan seeing Batwoman. Like, there's no way this is happening now. And I realized it was. <laughs> so, so there was a flashback to, uh, to you know, Ryan seeing, you know, Batwoman in action and, and you know, saving her life for some... From you know uh, back alley, you know mobs, uh, uh, thugs, uh, and then it kind of moves to the story of kind of Batwoman's this new Batwoman's first you know uh, appearance here, uh, where you have um, just uh, the situation where you know Alice, as she you know continues to have this issue, we start to kind of for the first time really start to see Sophia, who's supposed to be the villain of this season, start to kind of like make a presence, you know, she starts to, she tried to, you know, create some kind of alliance with, uh, with Julia and, you know, eventually, you know, she, she tries to, uh, elicit some kind of re- return of, um, well, it wasn't really listening a return of Batwoman, but it was, a uh, an effort to, um, to kind of build this alliance out in a very weird way. So by making these poisonous bats out of here, she hoped that she would then make an alliance with, uh, it's funny how she refers to um, Mary as her sister because she really kind of isn't. But I guess technically she would have been had she not been missing all these years. So she makes this alliance with you no know, Mary in hopes of kind of making this olive branch because we know Sophia is now coming for her. This is where we got to see Ryan in action. Um, she has a fight scene with uh, with with Beth with a uh, or, or no, not Beth, but uh, Alice. Um, and we say you kind of have to make these early decisions, you know, first time being a hero, you know, do you go after the vengeance line or do you try to save the people? And, of course, she makes the right decision in saving the people. Uh, overall, this episode was, it was cool. Um, 
I thought that the writing in this episode, in terms of dialogue, was a lot better than the first episode. Um, I actually find myself enjoying some of like the the one liners and some of like the back and forth. It just I felt like the first episode they were trying so hard, and there are some instances where they're trying hard. Like I didn't love the first scene with her in the in the you know she's looking at for a job and the guy. I didn't think that was the greatest written stuff, but I thought all the stuff with you know Javicia working off of Cambridge Johnson, I thought really worked well. Um, I also that she had a really good scene with uh, the actor that played Sophie too in the interrogation. There were there were a couple of scenes where the writing I thought was really good and not forced. You know, there's some stuff that's you know very obvious with more black characters that you got to address. And you know, the first episode I think they kind of were really really heavy handed with it. This time I think they were. Less heavy-handed with it and more fun with it. I think that that came through. The story is really backwards and cockamamie, but as Shamari says, you know, that's what happens when, you know, Alice is involved. Um, you know, again, we have a, a, a agent of chaos that is so prevalent to the show. In order to do anything with her, I think they feel like they have to make these chaotic situations. So I feel like they put, um, they put her in this kind of chaotic situation that was, like, really kind of cockamamie. But so is life, I guess, you know? So I think that's kind of going to be, to me, like, what I follow this season. is like, how much longer do we have these episodes where, like, even if there are some elements that are good, like, because Alice is doing something that's, like, so ridiculous, we got to play along. How long How long before that gets really old and they can't make up for it with decent writing? They could even make up for it in episode one. I think they maybe did for season episode two. Not sure about uh, how this will go for the rest of the season. I was also surprised, by the way, that, you know, again... You know, now she's driving the Batmobile. She didn't seem to have too many issues with it. A little weird. <laughs> like, again, this person never driven the Batmobile before. Now she's able to, you know, drive it with no problems for the most part. thought that was a little weird. Uh, just wanted to note that as well. What about, uh, what about you, Sham? Um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you were, you seem to like the episode much better, much more than I did. Um, yeah, to me, it was just another kind of another week. Of uh, Batwoman, um, I don't have much positive. <laughs> what did that mean? I don't have much. You, you, you didn't think that you didn't think that the 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 dialogue was better in this in this episode. Uh, it was, uh, but I mean, just because that was that was the aspect I was talking about that I enjoyed. Okay, all right. I mean, that I agree. There were much less like really very cringeworthy uh, scenes uh, due to the dialogue, so I agree with that. Um. But, you know, it's just a lot of the just the primary issues, you know, that I have with this show are just they're just there. And it seems like they're here to stay. I mean, Alice is the villain. Well, Sophia, Sophia is is the villain. But Alice is very present in the show. She was the villain of this episode. Um, You know, she has these these, just these weird kind of cockamamie schemes and. And they even talk about it in the show. They're like, "This is what is this scheme?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Who knows what the scheme is?" The point is, she's crazy, and, and no one like. I don't like it, and it's not entertaining to me. She, you know, she Kate isn't in the show, so she's just here as just a foil. She's just a person in the show doing crazy stuff, and they have to stop her. And she's Beth, so it's a controversy because she's Beth. Um, you know, I'm not gonna go on a rant, but you know, I'm not a fan of Alice. Um, you know, Luke Fox and Mary and the new Batwoman, Javicia Leslie. I'm starting to get more used to her. Uh, I do enjoy her character so far more than Kate. Um, 
partially because you know there's no Sophie drama and there's no Alice drama. Well, no, well they're adding yeah, Alice drama. Like... They're they're inserting Alice drama. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But but there's no Sophie drama. But they're still having find they're finding a way to add Sophie drama into the show, even though Kate's not even in the show. And um, you know, and the dad's still grieving. Which I mean, I mean, of course they wrote that in their show, but he's just he's gonna be grieving this entire series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much probably you know, the rest of the series. He's, he's, he's just being tortured this whole series. Yeah. And uh and you know, they had the fight scene with, with Beth and I don't or Alice, Beth and Alice. And I don't I don't get why she can fight. I don't like it. Uh they're trying to make her like the Joker, where the Joker was able to fight Batman for some strange reason, didn't really make any sense. Um but I well, just don't I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's not like I know, you know, they keep talking about, by the way, Ryan's a new jujitsu champion. <laughs> like they, they do kind of throw that in there. Like every episode now, it's got to remind, hey, like she can do some karate. So maybe she can be Batwoman. But I would argue I'm like, well, I, I don't think she could have scrapped with with Kate. I don't think we really saw that that often. I, I maybe she can scrap with this Batwoman. Like maybe this Batwoman is not that serious as a fighter. Maybe enough to beat like regular goons, but maybe for the very little I guess Alice is done, like maybe this is not as ridiculous. I mean, I feel like they said didn't they say she was like a black belt in like six different forms of karate? Or she, different... she like she like train she's supposed to be in show like a trainer too. Yeah, she or she's Did they really say six different like forms? Was this something that intense? Yeah. <laughs> I could have swear. See, like that's like, that. See that that to me is like. I'm sorry. That to me is like ridiculous. Like how isn't it? Like this this person is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like this person who's been in and out of jail, and in the back in the living in the back alleys is like some martial is Bruce Lee. Like, oh, come on, like that don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. That's what they said, and yet she's scrapping with Alice. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of I kind of I, I, I missed that. Oh, I told you that was my least favorite scene. Um, I've heard, but I remember they were talking about the karate stuff. I kind of. I guess I I didn't hear it was that intense. I thought I heard yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm good in karate, and I thought that was it. But yeah, if you're talking about six to six different karate forms, you a black belt. Come on now, that doesn't that's ridiculous. So I, I trained in the same pit as Bane, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> what's weird about that though is when 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 uh, Luke like I, you know re- like responds with like you know Kate is like a military trained whatever. She's like, well, I know villains. Like, why didn't she respond? Like, I'm a six. Three black belt or whatever. Yeah, like that. I didn't. Cause I, I don't know. I gotta listen to that scene again because that was that's weird. Yeah, well, I remember when when he brought up the whole military thing. I was like, well, I mean, she just said earlier that she was like she was like a she's like yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's Iron Fist. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's Iron Fist. So yeah. it's all good. You know, she could probably with yeah. all the experience she has, she could probably yeah, beat Kate like, in the hand to hand combat. Know, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm like, whatever. You know. All right. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard some uh, some complaints about the fighting. How you know she should be a better fighter given the resume that we've seen. They're, hi- they're hyper up like the resume, whenever they the resume mention, that they've given her. Whenever they mention all her black belts, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. You gotta explain. I'm I'm sorry. Like like I'm maybe I'm being super practical, but like access to like karate classes is not easy for someone who's poor. Yes, it just isn't. Like not in today's age. Maybe in the past, but like. Like, that's like a, I don't want to say a rich kid's thing, but, like, I think privileged kids do karate classes, most for the most part. Like, like I, I, that's not something that, like, if you're, like, and, like, they're, they're treating her like she's, like, she was, she came out of the mud. 
That's how they. That's how they're talking about her story, which is cool. I'm I'm fine with that. But like, no one coming out of the mud has learned six different karate karate forms and is a black belt in all of them. Like that is impossible. That makes no sense. That was more realistic. They would say what? Like they would have said that she she like was a she was like an MMA. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, like it would have made more sense. If they did like similarly to what they did with uh, with with Mia Smoke, where she's just fighting people in cages and like, yeah, you know, like, like we didn't we didn't question Mia Smoke because we saw her getting her teeth kicked in, but also kicking in other teeth in cage fights. So it was like, oh well, we know how she learned how to fight. You know, like, like how she got there doesn't really matter. Like we see the work. Like these, like, and like it seems it's more believable than again. I'm a poor person who's been homeless, but I also learned six karate things. Like, unless, I mean, unless there's some angle to her story, she's not telling us. Like, she spent some time and then the part bet somehow. You know, we don't know that. I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't make sense on the surface. Yeah, overall, I mean, I feel like this episode was, you know, I thought I thought it was a little slow. To be honest, I think these both of these two episodes should have been back to back, like. Like Superman and Lois is gonna be a two hour premiere. I think this should have been a two hour premiere. Um yeah, I can these see episodes that. feel very connected. Um and I don't feel I needed to wait a whole week to see this episode. Um but you know, overall I thought it was solid. I agree I agree with EJ that I think that the, the writing and, and some of the some of the dialogue did improve. Um but my level of interest, I'm kind of wish Marion that my level of interest hasn't peaked uh, at all, or hasn't hasn't really, uh, you know, hasn't really grown. You know, I you know while the dialogue has gotten better, still a lot of Alice. The the like Shamari said, the antagonists still talking about the toxin hasn't changed stuff. I'm like, um, right. I was glad to hear Rachel Maddow back. I was like, hey. <laughs> but um, that was cool. I was kind of wondering. I thought maybe she was no longer with the show. Yeah, that would've been that would've been a blow. But um <laughs> but overall, I mean I I don't know. I mean I the the we know that now that Kane is gonna be like Schwarzy grieving uh for the rest of the season and he's gonna think that Kate's out there and he's gonna think that she's an imposter and you know, it's like all the time that he didn't know that she was Batwoman. And now that he knows she's Batwoman, now he's gonna be bugging out about a fake Batwoman. And it's like so now we're back to zero. We're back to start. Um, so it, it's and that, that seems to be the thing with the show. And when you get the line at the end with Kate, I mean, not Kate, Alice talking about, you know, how she can't wait to to, to tussle with with Ryan Wilder again. And I'm just like, ah oh, man, they're really setting her up as the as the main villain again. Uh, so what what was the deal with? With the with the person that jumped Alice at the end, yeah. So that's huh? we, we should talk about that. So so Tatiana shows up after uh, you know Sophie decides you know to, to pull up on um, after getting the the after getting the uh, info on where um, Alice was holed up. You know she decides you know keep that under wraps and you know because I don't want anyone to get out. And then she actually just takes that information to pull up on Alice herself and. As she seems to be ready to take Alice into custody, a woman with a katana comes out. And, you know, it's this uh, Tatiana woman who appears to be um, working, you know, for 
Sophia, Sophia Sahali, Sahail, I'm sorry, another Batwoman villain who, again, has been said to be the uh, villain of this season. And it appears like a lot of this stuff that happened, as I said, it appears that everything that was kind of done is like Alex, I think, kind of trying to set up the set herself up and to be in a position to maybe be safe from Sophia. I don't know. But clearly that's where they're going. I'll be honest, I kind of was, this is maybe a little morbid, I kind of was hoping that Alex was going to be killed in that scene. Like, right. I don't know what they've said about the actress that plays Alice and how many episodes she's supposed to be in. So I, because I don't know that information, like I kind of was like, well, if they're not, I don't know if they're committed to her for a whole season now that Ruby Rose isn't here, like, is there a chance that, you know, this is how Alice gets killed? Like, this would be kind of crazy. Um, for a second, I actually thought it was Sophia that showed up, but I realized then it wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, that's supposed to be, you know, one of her, you know, right-hand assassins. Um, so, I, 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 you know, that was obviously a big part of the episode. And I guess we'll see where that ends up moving on, but that's that's what that was about. Next week, they're introducing this Victor Zaz character, and I'm like, why are we doing another Victor Zaz? I don't know. I don't know why. Victor Zaz was fine in Gotham. We probably got way too much of him, but he, but he was fine. <laughs> the actor that played him was fine. Then they put him in uh, Birds of Prey, and he was all right. Didn't have a problem with him, but I was like, oh, wow, another Victor Zaz. And now Bad Woman's doing Victor Victor Zaz. Yeah, I mean, why? I'm kind of all zazzed out. I'm all zazzed out. And this looks like the worst one. I mean, he, I, looks, he looks like the worst one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it looks like the most cartoony he version. He by far looks like the worst one. He, I looks, mean, like, he looks like just some guy I see on the evening news. He looks like Bullseye <laughs> from the Daredevil movie. I, see, I didn't actually even I didn't actually even see. Uh, you gotta oh, watch man, the, preview. the preview. Yeah, oh, I didn't see this. I'm trying to see if I can just get like a. a you didn't still. even start. Just look at him. You're gonna be like, yeah, this is a red flag. Yeah, he just looks like some guy you see on the evening news. Just some guy, all drunk man, broke into a home. Or right. Something. You know. Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really bad. And, like, again, it just, you know, you roll your eyes. you kind of just like, oh, all right. So this, this is what we're getting now. And there was something else in the preview that kind of stuck out. I was like, oh, okay. All yeah. right. But, I mean, I don't remember what it was. But it's just, it's a lot of this the same old, you know, Alice is causing problems. Oh, um. Uh, no, I yeah, no, that's not it. So, yeah, so they're gonna meet this Sophia person, and it's just gonna be, oh, it's a lot of the same stuff. You know, it's just a lot of the same stuff. Ryan's learning how to be Batwoman, and that's gonna be probably a season long thing. And I'm just not very intrigued. I'm not very intrigued. I'm not excited to see this Victor's ass. I feel like he's gonna be a one off villain, you know, or he's gonna show up for a couple episodes, and you know, I don't know, maybe he'll kill a couple strangers, but they'll stop him, and it'll be. We need a Batman show, man. Not to say a Batwoman no, can't His Victor Zad looks kind of like a... He looks kind of like Bill Burr. <laughs> or Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to just kill it off, off jump. I mean... I, I'm not going to kill it off jump. No. I mean, we had a great... A, a good Victor Zaz on Gotham. I'm not... I do feel like Zaz is kind of becoming like... He's clearly like the person that like DC is like... For like the Batman villain, that's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want with Victor Zaz. <laughs> like, like to right. me, that's very obvious. It's just like, 
you know, there's a list of people you can't touch under any circumstances, or at least if you do, you, you gotta alter them. Can't touch Deathstroke, but bring your dad and do whatever you want. Jazz is clearly someone that's very low on their list. They're like, oh yeah, you can take him. So because he's the only guy, like, and it's weird because like you know, Batman fans, are like, oh that's cool, like for the Jazz, whatever. But like now we've seen him like a couple of times. I was like, all right, Jesus, like, like clearly this is the only person they letting y'all touch. Because like, why are we getting another Victor's ass? Yeah, I, I know Batman wanted to use like Victor's ass. We've seen him before. I mean, he hasn't been spectacular. I mean, I I don't I don't hate I don't hate the use of Victor's ass for Batwoman. Uh, besides the fact that we've seen him already, only because I feel like, you know, I think you know Batwoman has her own set of villains, and obviously there's a big bad for this season. I think they're in kind of like this, uh, what's the word? They're kind of in this like weird no man's land where I feel like they don't know you know how much do they want to lean on the traditional Gotham City villains, how much do they want to lean on you know, Batwoman villains only, you know, or at least people that are more close to Batwoman. And that's a... And when you do a Batwoman show, and again, we know that list of, of characters that DC is definitely telling them don't touch, it, it's a it's a mix, you know? I, I'm i sure we can't get a lot of DC villains that we're used to getting, so... Excuse me, Batman villains that we're used to getting, so... I mean, if Zaz is one of the people that's on the list, I mean, I don't mind him doing a Zaz episode of him being a one-off. I, just, I, I it, is, it is weird though that I feel like um, it feels like this is gonna be a second time where I feel like this Zaz is gonna be he. To me, he looks very much like the Zaz that we saw in in uh in Gotham, like you know, kind of like not as like the hitman kind of aspect to him is yeah. really something that's more TV, not co- comic books. Like yeah. Comic, but he's more like a serial killer almost. Serial killer, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like Well, I know this is gonna be cartoony. Like and that's yeah. the like Victor's ass can't be done on on on, on cable television. You know, like yeah, can't I be mean, done right. I mean you Dexter did. They did Dexter. I mean, so I thought you could you could probably do it, but it couldn't be I mean, done, yeah, they did Dexter. So you probably I mean you could do Victor's ass, but like as a one off. Yeah, yeah, as a one off, but like if you wanna cons- if you wanna really do him, like you have to do him like on on HBO Max, it's got to be Titans. Like, yeah. if Victor's out on Titans, I'd be willing to listen. I'm not sure if I'm willing to listen to Victor's out on Batwoman. I just I don't right. trust that they're gonna do a good job with this character. And maybe it's just after the hush thing. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm like this is gonna be ridiculous. But um, maybe I should have more faith in him. But I, I look at some of these other some of these other characters that they've done. Um. I just feel like there are other Batman villains that like Gotham, you know, did mess up on. Like they couldn't have done Professor Pig, but like I mean, obviously I'm not saying I would have been like super excited about them doing Professor Pig, but you know, or some of the characters that we got in Beware the Batman, and we also we saw Simon Stagg and Wonder Woman, but you know, Anarchy. Did we have we gotten Anarchy yet? I mean, like, I think so. I, you know, I mean, I there are, there are still characters out there that they could use. It doesn't. I don't need. The same ones that we've seen in every Batman show, but then like again, like it goes back to that question of like, I mean, that woman has her own Rose Gallery. I mean, how? Yeah. At I what point do you do not try to like <laughs> lean on that? Like that again. That's why I said that's the that's the tough thing because we know Gotham City and the Bat name being in the show is a pull for a lot of people. So. Yeah, some aspects of Gotham. I mean, we they didn't give us a lot of aspects of Gotham City that we're accustomed to from the mainstream. Because if you're a Batwoman fan, if you're someone who reads Batwoman comics, that's really the only 
iteration we have. We don't have like a Batwoman series that you know a cartoon or anything. like people who know all this stuff about Batwoman. I mean, they've read all the comics, and that's a still a, a that's a very niche people. So season one they gave us zero in terms of like outside of that niche, which was a little surprising. But I think they probably wanted to know if they were going to get picked up before they did anything more bold. But now that you have a season two, I think they're in this kind of, again, they're in this weird position where how much can they um, go to see more of the Gotham City that we're familiar with and how much, you know. But then, like, you don't want to fall into the Arrow trap where Arrow season two, you do Ra's al Ghul. And I think a lot of people liked Ra's al Ghul. At least his introduction was great. And as the season came around, how he came, like, the reveal was great. But when you do Ra's al Ghul, I mean, like, there's so many things that you can't do because he's Ra's al Ghul. Like, you know, like, you know, like, I, I always made the reference that, to me, like, I said on this podcast thing, because we think we were podcasting at the time. That to me, like, Ra's al Ghul is like the Brock Lesnar of Arrow. Like, yeah. Like, he can't show up every week because he's Ra's al Ghul. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. It would be redundant. Right. It'd be ridiculous. So, like, it hurt Arrow because, like, you'd only see him, like, he show up, but then you, you know maybe he do a one scene from that in the park bet. It had nothing to do with anything that was happening in Queen, you know, in uh in Star City. But like he needs to make an appearance, but like you couldn't have him scrapping with Arrow because <laughs> any scrap with Rachel Ghoul should end with someone dying because he's that nasty. So right. like it, it's a double edged sword. Like how many of these Gotham people from Batman's world could, world could you bring in and legitimately feel like this is a one off for someone that Batwoman can beat? This is very few. Victor's Zaz is definitely on that list. So people, oh, a Batman villain, like, you know, one episode that you deal with. Yeah, yeah, Victor's Zaz, I can see. But a lot of the other ones, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fair. Um, it's just, yeah. Shamari's right. We we did get Anarchy and Arrow. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I swore we saw him. Before. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, 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 I mean it's an interesting... I mean, it makes me wonder, like, who are some people that would make sense as a Freak of the Week villain for Batman if we don't want Victor's ass? I mean, I mean, we said we mentioned Anarchy, who's been done. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I had it's, somebody, it's, it's tough because, I mean, again, know. Batman's villains are, it, it, the Rose Gallery is so great. And, you know, Gotham does ruin a lot of this for a lot of people because, you know. Like in theory, like could Tetch be could could like a cat could a could a Matt Hatter be good? I mean, it could, but like yeah, I'm all touched you know, out after got yeah, yeah, got them like really, 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 you know, they juiced yeah. they juiced all the juice out of that you know Mad Hatter fruit. Yeah. I mean, they kept them around. I need somebody man. that got you sparingly, or they botched. And I don't look at Victor's ass as somebody that I mean, like Firefly. Firefly, somebody we had that we would that would qualify someone they botched or did or used sparingly. Um, I mean, I thought about Strange. You know, you were Strange somebody. Hugo. They botched. But who was you, you know. think they botched Hugo Strange? I think they did. Gotham, yeah, they botched. Like not like yeah. it wasn't an epic botch, but it's enough to where we need to see another one that's better. I think by the end that he <laughs> he got kind of cartoony. <laughs> it was still cartoony. Man. Yeah, I mean everything about Gotham. Of... Everything about Gotham is still damn cartoony. Like I, I gotta give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like to him. It was like it got to a point where it was like, all right, come come on, now. like what? <laughs> didn't, didn't they like have Mister Freeze and like Firefly shoot him at the same time? He was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then he survived. <laughs> 
yeah, you survived. Yeah, that yeah. was. <laughs> I was like, all right, what are we even doing? Yeah, on? I remember. I, I think I think I look. You remember being like surprised? I was like, how did he survive that? I just assumed that was him being killed off. <laughs> and then he was back the next week. I was like, oh, he he lived. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, they done hush, and that didn't work out. Obviously. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like again, it's not it's not like a obvious. Well, they need again, to as do a, as a again as a once a week kind of thing. They could do Jason Todd, Red Hood. They were never that arrow. I mean, not arrow they, there's no way they're letting him touch Jason Todd. I know technically yeah. Jason Todd is on TV, but they're not letting them do another Jason Todd. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, not 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 at the present moment. I feel like I mean a Poison Ivy episode could be really good. The Poison Ivy was botched. Let's be honest. Been botched twice, so. Um, but certainly was botched in the last one. Um, botched twice. You mean botched so, twice with the two actresses? Well, in Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. Um, oh, I thought you were talking. About, I'm not even talking about movies, but yeah, I just yeah. wanted to see in Gotham. I mean, there were multiple poison. Yeah, there were multiple actresses. Right. Yeah. Playing poison. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually yeah, really going through. Botched Gotham. It was, it was botched in Batman and Robin. So I mean, what about Clayface? Clayface was another one they botched, yeah. you know. But they did. I can't I even remember them in Clayface. They okay. did everybody. Things stuff at the mouse. Yeah, and all the face changing. Point. We thought yes, Clayface. Yeah, and Hush. You know, yeah. We gotta get in the writers' room. It's just. I mean, I'm looking at these yeah, villains. There's just. There's just too many villains that just like. There's no way you could do one episode. I mean, I mean, in theory, could you do like you could probably do a Riddler episode, but like. You know, but like, really, can't do one. Can't do one episode with Joker, or one episode with Two Face, or one episode with Penguin, one episode with Bane. Like, I don't even know if you do one episode with Scarecrow. Like, not, it's not a Batman show. Like, you could do a Batman show, right? Batman, I can see that with. Not like if someone, if if any of those characters show up on Batwoman, I don't want to hear anything else about Alice or. Sophia or anyone right. else. Like, I'm done. I don't need to hear anything like Focus on that I villain. Mean, I don't want that to be one week. That's and that's the dilemma that this show has, and I, I do feel for him in that regard. Because anybody you put is gonna be way over, you know, in wrestling terms, is gonna be way over the main villain of the show. And that's mean, a, and what do you do in that like standpoint? Yep. And I feel like they can also like I feel like they can also try to do have some non names. Like, I mean, last season they had the whole machete guy, which that was absurd, where he was, like, super strong for oh, no Jesus. reason. Yeah, that was really bad. But <laughs> but they can do guys that aren't known. Like, I think Supergirl had guy, I forget his name, the, the guy with the bombs, uh, but he was actually, like, a really oh, good villain. That, that was, like, one of the best villains of the season, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was like when he's like one of the best guys yeah. in Supergirl. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, you could write anyone to be, you could write anyone to be a beast. It's about the writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like they could just do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, at least to start, you know, to maybe lead into a, I don't know, I guess a Zaz or somebody else. Yeah. Um, I feel like Calendar Man could be a good one off villain. Uh, Black Mask would have been a good villain for the show in general had he not been used. I, I agree with that too. I think uh, Black yeah. Mask is a very good villain for, this, for a show like this. I think uh, Clock King could be, a, could it be a good, like, one episode villain? But I mean, yeah. once you get to this point, like you're really going down, you're going down the the, you know, you're going down the list at this point. Like, you know, like it's it's <laughs> now it's like to the point where it's like, well, why if I'm using these people, why wouldn't I just use Batwoman villains? And then I I, I don't 
I agree. I don't know how I would respond to that. You know, could it, you know, could you do KG Beast? You know, I don't know. We are. Oh, we already have technically Adrian. We already have. I forgot. We have. Uh, yeah, got Anatoly. Anatoly. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. So yeah, it's it's. I thought about the Royal Flush Gang, but they were also already in Arrow. Yeah, Arrow like. Arrow did what Bat Arrow did what Batman Arrow, woman, Batman. yeah. Arrow did like what Batwoman is not doing. Like Arrow is like, yeah, no, we're not gonna mess around with a bunch of Arrow villains. No one cares about. We're just gonna use Batman villains <laughs> or just villains that people care about. And like, it worked. I mean, it it, it was it, it definitely raised everybody's attention. It kept everyone engaged. Like I don't, I'm not super familiar with all the villains that. Oliver Queen and, and Green Arrow has dealt with yeah. for sure. Is he, isn't like blood, he's not a blood rival with Green no, Arrow. No, not at all. Yeah. They just made that up. <laughs> but that's what it was. Good television. So who no? <laughs> so who had the last laugh? Like it was, you know, is them. So <laughs> that's like you know, like that's that's the uh, that's that's the problem. You know, it's 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 not a, it's not a it's an enviable it's not an enviable position. I think that Batwoman's in. I think we do gotta give them at least that. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We do, obviously, Hero Talk. We've got Sports Talk on there. We have a brand-new episode. I'm talking to some um, some British basketball podcasters from the Met the Criteria podcast. We had a really great time. Talk to them uh, about some hoops and even some heroes at the very end of the podcast. For you hero fans that want to maybe check that out, uh, that's on the YouTube. That's on the excuse me the uh, podcast network uh, again. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. That interview is also on YouTube, and of course we have our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Once again, every week we're doing our episode recaps of Wandavision, and we've committed to it. We've already done the first three episodes, and um, we're putting them out pretty fast. I mean, you know. Pretty much, if you know, Friday night or you know, you know, Saturday morning, by the latest, you should get a review up uh, that's up there and ready to go. So we'll, we'll do another one this week. So make sure you check that out. Get uh, YouTube, New Generation Media, where you'll find that content for our Wine Division recaps. And uh, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcasts, and Facebook, New Generation Media. And then follow, uh, also follow me on social media, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, action EJ. Champ, you found on Instagram and uh, Snapchat, MCSham22. Find Kendall on Twitter, at UGenKen. Thank you guys so much for listening in. For Kendall, Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.